Michael Miza going against Connor McDavid. Exceptional player battle. Get crunched. That's a really good line, man. Well, that was a bad play. The physicality is really, like, noticeable. Ooh, so got dumped. Or, or do that, okay. Nope, don't do that. Physicality is going to be really important here. I love this scrappiness on this fourth line. It's awesome. Puck carrier on this line is crazy. <laughs> Dude, I'd do it. Making me some money. Gretz has less than McDavid right now. <laughs> you got pounded. I'm just going to like laugh. I'm just, that's all. That's, I'm just going to laugh. That's it. No, not Rick Nash. Not Rick Nash. Anyone Rick Nash. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the O Show. Welcome back, listeners. Are you a fan of watching the tank for Bedard going on in the NHL? Does it get you excited about all the young talent? And does it ever make you question what what young sorry, what OHL teams really do build the best talent? Like you hear about London, you hear about all these other teams, but what ones have really produced the best talent? And that's what we're going to be taking a deep dive dive into today. And as a reminder, I'm the host, Riley Miller-Davis. With me, I have Stuart Miller-Davis. Do say hi. <laughs> Do you want me to say more than just hello? <laughs> well, I didn't hear you even say hello. Oh, well, yeah. hello. Evan, do you want to say hello? Yeah, welcome back, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, we're excited to uh, share this project with you guys. So... Stu, do you want to give us a like a slight history about what what brought up the idea of this, and then we'll get into what this really is? Sure. So as I I mentioned in a little in a little bit of detail at the end of the last episode, uh, this was born from a Kingston Frontenac social media post um, to create your ideal Kingston Frontenac lineup, and then. We took that idea and we went through and built full teams for every team in the OHL, um, going from uh, 1973 up until 2023, uh, with players from all of those from all of those years uh, on on OHL rosters across, uh, and so it's based on uh, their their peak in the NHL. Um, not cool. not their not their junior numbers um and so sometimes that means uh it's a crazy point pace in 48 games or something like that or something crazy even just, uh, have just, a few just to sneak this in there for Leafs fans Stuart Percy is an 80 overall because uh he had a point pace of 3 points in 9 games making him a 1 point th- or a point three 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 repeating point a game player as a defenseman that's pretty good but because of that he has no durability he's probably only going to play like 20 games in a season exactly so there's some there's some give and take we had with uh overalls uh while we were creating a lot of these players because a lot of these players aren't in the game already um by in the game Stu means we have created all of the players necessary to create viable uh, lineups. In some cases, there's quite a few filler players from the current OHL uh, equivalent teams. So, for example, with uh, 
Brampton, I know that they have a lot of current players because they haven't produced many players who have gone on to have even NHL games in some case. We had a cutoff for how many games it was. Also, if your team needed you as much, we made some give and take because we only have so much time. This was like, what, like 12 hours of work to build these rosters? Somewhere around there? At least it was uh, a lot of work to to build the rosters out here Um, because we had to, as we said, we had to create all of these players and uh, figure out what overalls we thought that they should be. And then uh, after after that, even with the the, some of the players that were already in the game, we were like, well, this this is too low or this is too high. And so we had to we, we did a bunch of adjusting to make sure that all of the players were where we felt that they should be, where they felt, where we felt they should be in terms of uh, overall and skill level. And once again, just to repeat, that's based off their absolute peak. It's we're not taking a snapshot of of someone's necessarily career. We're not trying to make justifications for what someone will be. This is all just what was your peak. Even if it's a weird point pace, we'll figure out how to make that work. And. Uh, we really did try to push the league as much as we could because we wanted to see some guys maybe have do well that maybe wouldn't have. Uh, a good example would be Ethan Del Mastro. We gave a bit of a recency bias push because their team needed it, and we thought he played pretty well at the World Juniors, so we brought him up to a playable 75 overall. Are we missing anything for the for like a bit of a cover for what, what it is we're doing? Uh, our hope for the series our hope for the series is today we're going to get you acquainted with what what the whole point is so we're going to be putting these teams into a league and doing a one season sim to see which will be the best out of all of them and maybe if this series goes okay and we have the time we will be doing this with the other CHL leagues and we'll have those we'll have some of the top teams maybe in a tournament something like that but that's way down the line but for this series we'll be doing different check-in points probably uh, a Christmas episode to, to discuss where the team standings are at maybe some of the top players some interesting stories that maybe pop up whether that's from the players themselves on the teams bringing up stories about those players or things that happen within the actual sim itself and we'll be checking in with you to, to let you know who we think will be, who we think will be uh, going for the Norris, who will be going for the Vesna, the MVP, so on and so forth. But today we'll be breaking down who we have for our top five and our bottom five teams. And with this in mind, I think what we'll do first is have each of us, without giving any reasonings, just give our orderings for where we think that each of these teams should be. So, Evan, I'm going to turn to you, and I want you, without giving any reasonings, just give me your top five in order. Okay, so my top five for this all-time OHL league is, starting at number one, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Number two, the Kitchener Rangers. Number three, the London Knights. Uh, Number four is the Oshawa Generals. And number five are the Peterborough Peets. My top five is fairly similar, different order, uh, a little bit. 
I have the Sioux St. Mercury Hounds at one, the Peterborough Pete's at two, the Oshawa Generals at three, the London Knights at four, and the Auto 67s at five. Awesome. So for my top five, I have also similar. I have the Sioux St. Marie at number one. I have Saginaw. Then I have Kitchener. I have London. And then at number five, this is where I just stay, I draw away a little bit. At number five, I have Ottawa. 67s. I also had Ottawa at five. You also had Ottawa at five? Interesting. I didn't have Saginaw in my top ten. Did not have te- Saginaw in your top ten. In your top ten? Or sorry, in my top five. Okay. Rather. I was gonna say your top ten? Jeez. No, they'd they'd probably be in my top ten, but I didn't go that deep. Yeah. Evan, do you want to give your, your breakdown for why you think these are the best teams? Um Wow, actually I feel like <laughs> this is hilarious. I feel like I jumped Saginaw and uh oh, where's the other team? Saginaw and Sudbury, I didn't give I I didn't give as much love to in consideration as I maybe should have. But I had okay. a reason for leaving Sudbury out. So I'll, I'll get to that on my section. Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, yeah. So I yeah, I left I left Saginaw and, and Sudbury out. So sorry if you you're from if you're from any of those two towns or those are your local teams. Um but yeah, okay, so starting with uh Suse Marie I mean, okay, just for, to give context, like I ordered things kind of by the overalls of the teams. I know it's kind of like obvious or dumb or whatever straightforward to do, but I, I try to keep everything very straightforward. So that's kind of something I used. But when I was looking top to bottom for teams, I was like, okay, who has sort of the most stacked complete team? And that was the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. So like just to kick things off, I mean, they have Wayne Gretzky at 99 overall. That's kind of ridiculous already, just as a starting point. Um, Riley, they also have your uh, your favorite all time player, Jumbo, Jumbo, Joe Joe Thornton. Um, and they also have Ron Francis, who is uh, a legend. The guy's like top five in in the all time NHL points. So, um, pretty ridiculous stuff. So you have those those three guys leading leading the way at forward, and then. They have um, John Van Riesbrook, right? And now he's a 92 overall. And then their defense, I mean, their defense is really... No, maybe I'm confusing. No, I'm, I'm confusing with another team's defense. But basically, their team top to bottom is just really, really good. And, it, and, it's, and it's like led, led by, you know, the, the couple of players that I, that I just named. So that's kind of... Um, my rationale for that do you want me to go through the other teams or do you want to you do we also want to well i'll just add on my my point for the sioux and then i won't talk about them when it comes for my list yeah because i don't really have much more to add they're number one for a reason that their power play alone should just win them everything but i should also mention that the main story of their whole team is they had a bit of a lack of forward depth and they had two good extra defensemen in Sandine and Jeff Bukaboom. So we have moved Rasmus Sandin to the wing. So I'm curious to see how he'll do on that third line because he's going to be playing... It looks like the coach currently has him with Jared McCann and Jeff Carter. So that should be a pretty good third line. We'll see if he remains on that third line. But a bit of an interesting play by uh, by, by Steve St. Marie to 
you know, maybe try around with their personnel a little bit. Now, I won't add. I won't add much on Sault Ste. Marie. They're just like they all. They made they made one on all of our our lists for a reason. Yep. Oh, could I add like one? Like you know, two quick things, very quickly. Go for it. One thing: their defense is like absurdly stacked. They have a ninety-five overall Paul Coffee, and then an eighty-eight Adam Foot, and then I mean, just the rest of their defense actually is ridiculous because every pair is like. Every pair on that on their team is like at minimum the the second and third pairs are like second pairs on any team in the in the NHL. Like it's and then their number three goaltender is Robin Leonard. Yeah, they have three starting goaltenders. So and good ones too. So like really, really just ridiculously stacked team. All right, Evan, tell us about your number two. So my number two is the uh, are the Kitchener Rangers. So I I really like this team because let me just find them really quickly. So I just I just think this team is really strong. Um I think I'm going to you know what I'm going to I'm not going to start with the forward group. I'm going to stop uh, start with their defense. So their top pair is actually Scott Stevens and Al McKinnis. Both of them are 95 overall. So that's ridiculous. And then their the rest of their defense is um I think really solid. Their second pair, you know, eighty six Paul Reinhardt, eighty four Andrew Benoit, and then I love this third pair, Arbor Jacki and Robert Bertuzzo. They're both seventy nines, but to me that's fine. The real charm of that third pair is that they'll just beat up everyone for, on the on the other team. Um, and then they also have a ninety three John Gibson, who I think might be the uh, highest rated goalie in this in this ohl league i mean please correct me guys if you find otherwise but i, just, I think that's right yeah, yeah. So that, i think i think their defense really like elite defense elite goaltending and their forward core is still really really good um no one's above a, a 90 on the forward core but their center depth is extremely strong yeah, i mean they have an 80 87 Derek Waugh, mike richardson 88 codry who's an 88 um, and and Devereaux, who's an 81 as their as their center, so extremely strong center depth. So, um, look to this team being just really complete overall. Yeah. So I had them at number three for me, and my reasoning was very similar. Like they're that top pair, incredible. If they just play the entire game, amazing. If they don't, that's fine. You have other guys that are very capable. Uh, every single game, you have a competent goalie. You have a starter and a star. Phenomenal. In those back-to-backs, you should always have a starting goaltender in this league, which will be great. Uh, their center depth is incredible, and it's good two-way with Kadri, Mike Richards, and Derek Roy. Derek Roy, sorry, not Roy. Uh, and then the nice thing that I like on the wings is having Landis Gog, Bellows, Clarkson, Maloney. Those are all very physical wingers, so they should be a good defensive team with good, with good defense. The only question mark is on their fourth line, they have Philip Massar. Let's see if he's actually a contributor. He's at a 67 overall because he's still currently in the OHL, but who knows? Maybe he'll have an incredible season, but that's the only question mark, and it's your last your last forward. So the rest of their forward core is totally fine, ready to go. Stu, did you have Kitchener make your list? I didn't have Kitchener on my list. Anyways, they... uh... Um, 
I just didn't like their overall depth as much as I like the the depth on some of the, on the other teams that I I put in my top five here. Okay, well, um, we'll, we'll let you get they, to the here, but I just wanted you to get some get to weigh in on Kitchener there. For sure. Evan, do you want to go on to your your third? Yeah. Next? So, uh, my third ranked team uh, are the uh, London Knights. So, top to bottom. I think the London Knights have the best uh, forward core in the entire league. It's ridiculously stacked and really, really deep. Like to give to give like our listeners a like a bit of a context, I guess. So the top yeah, line is, yeah. Do you want to just say the left wings? Like just go through the left wings. Actually, you know what? I think that's a great idea, Riley. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. So um, this is in no particular overall order, but uh, on the left wing, you got Rick Nash, Matthew Kachuk. Brendan Shanahan and uh, Patrick Maroon. So um, that's not stacked. I mean, I don't know what is. And, uh, you know, that's not even including the fact that we also they also have Patrick Kane and Mitch Marner and uh, a uh, higher overall Corey Perry. And then uh, Josh Anderson on your fourth line is uh, not a bad fourth liner. So, um, yeah. And then the other the, I mean, the other thing is that their, their defense is very confident. Um, across the board but they do have a elite number one defenseman in john carlson 90 overall and uh they have uh 88 overall steve mason now some of you might think steve mason was a you know up and down goalie but i still think at his best he's a you know borderline elite goalie at his best though he got the columbus blue jackets to their first playoff series in franchise history he did there you go so, yeah, my notes for London was this is the best forwards. This is by far the best forwards. They have decent depth on D. I would like them to have a real number two. I can't say they have a real number two on defense. Adam Boquist is another question mark just because we don't really know what he's going to, how well he'll produce. He's only an 83, but who knows? And the other issue I take with them is their backup goaltender is Michael Hauser at a 72 which is quite rough so they're not one of the 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 super powered offensive teams that can roll two starters at you so because there's some teams in the league like that i do think that'll hurt them that's why but they were they were or sorry they're not off my list sorry they were number four on my list i don't love the center depth if I'm being entirely honest, in London, like it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. Bo Horvat, Robert Thomas, Sam Gagne, Chris Tierney, um, is not a bad center depth. I just feel like, uh, well, I have I have the Sioux, I have Peterborough, I have uh, Oshawa ahead of them, just because I like their center. Well, dude, that's not actually their center. Better. Their centers are Jason Allison. No. Corvette, Robert Thomas, Max Domi. They have Dvorak and Gagne on the on their bench. Oh, okay. <laughs> that yeah, just changed. Bench, their bench is really, really strong. If they have injuries, they're probably the most equipped. Having Sam Gagne, uh, Scotty Harrington, Chris Tierney, Nikita Zadorov, Dvorak, Max Jones, Bouchard, Connor McMichael. And then they have the current goaltender, who I don't know how to pronounce his name. Bro Chu? Brett Bochu. Brett Bochu. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the nice thing that London has is they've got a, a wealth of talent should injuries be a problem. 
whereas a lot of other teams in this league haven't really produced that number of players yet. <laughs> so they don't have the uh, the wealth that London has when it comes to uh, depth. Stu, did you have Lon- you did not have London on your list? I did have London on my list. They were at four. They're also yeah. at four. So you and I both had them at four. Evan, you had them at three. Yeah, I, I think just to give some context, also is that like for our listeners, I think what we're what we're planning on doing is um uh, running uh, injuries, for the simulation. So London should, as as Riley said, London should be the best equipped team to deal with that. There's a rash of in- injuries on their team. Plenty of uh, NHL level players just ready to come in and help out. Evan, hit us with your number four. Okay, so number four are the Oshawa Generals. Um, for me, what kind of distinguished them was I just really liked starting with their their Ford like group, like the main big Fords, was that. Their top six, I think, was really strong. And they, and they also had a capable bottom six. But their third line was also, I think, really solid as well. Um, With Boone, Bitter, Shirelli, and McGrattan. Yeah, I think that's a really solid fourth line. And Scott Lawton is your 4C is pretty good. Because Scott Lawton is actually, some people might say he's overpaid, but he's a capable guy. That, uh, he's capable of scoring in, in the NHL. So, I mean, that's just the bottom six. And then the top six, I think, is really a strength of the team. Is I mean, you have Mark Savard. Eric Linross, Nathan Horton, Mark Savard a 90 overall, Eric Linross at a 94 overall. And then their second line has also a, a dynamic duo of like Dave Andrichuk and John Tavares. And like that's not even including Jason Arnott on that line, too. So very strong top six and a very, um, I think, uh, competent bottom six as well. And then the defense across board, I think it's just solid. It's okay, but I think it, it'll be good enough to basically get them through. And the other thing I think, just to sort of balance out the, the defensive weakness overall, or the defense core's weakness, um, top to bottom, is that they, they have two starting goaltenders. They have Kirk McLean, who's at an 87 overall, and you um, Penguins fans, good old Jeff Hackett, who's the uh, backup goalie slash second starter for the team. So for me, I, I was deciding if to put, maybe put Oshawa on my list. They made my top 10 list, but got cut. And my, my notes for them was, I love this top six. In my opinion, the D is everyone on it is one line too high. Like I would want that top pair to be a second pair, the third pair to be like the sec, sorry, the second pair to be a third pair and the third pair to be an HL top pair. They just pushed one too high for me or like one line too high. But they, I did also write down they have two good starters. Stu, anything to say on Oshawa? I like this team a lot. I have them at uh, at three. Uh, I think that, like, I don't know. I, I they're the def- the the questions about the defense are real. Like you're kind of counting on Paul Ranger and Charlie Huddy to 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 carry you, um, but. You have Kirk McLean standing at the back, so or or Jeff Hackett, so they're they're solid in net. I I really like that the forward depth here. Um, I think it it just sort of like you've got the the sort of power lines and then a nice third a nice depth third line. It's a really good mix of players there. And if if you run into any trouble and you need to 
you got a, a rivalry game where you need to uh, to send a message, you can put Scott Sabrin in the lineup. Always useful to have Scott Sabrin around. Absolutely. Evan, you want to finish off your list for us? Yep. So at number five, I have the Peterborough Peets. So starting things off again, I think another like a main hallmark for for the Peets is that they're top six i think is really strong but particularly their their top line top line is excellent they have jamie langenbrunner named nine overall steve eiserman 95 overall and uh mike reesey at a 91 overall and then you know just casually on the second line they got doug jarvis 86 uh prime eric Stahl, 92 overall i think i, I don't think people sometimes give him enough credit in his prime he's an excellent player one of the i mean you could argue he was the best player in the league that year you totally could both ends of the ice right very very good player and uh also his brother jordan stalls on the team but i i think i just really like the the the, the depth too some of the depth like they have mason mctavish i mean zach casting in third third line is that's okay i think he you know he, he could end up putting 20 goals up who knows playing with those two guys um nick robertson for you least fans and also ty delmy Oh, and they have Sean Sean Thornton too. So don't uh, don't screw with this team because they'll they'll probably punch your face in those two guys. And then um, you know uh, just casually they have a uh, Chris Pronger ninety six overall and Larry Murphy ninety one overall as their top pair. So absolutely excellent um, top pair to really carry their defense. And um, the rest of their defense isn't isn't really amazing per se, but I think it it should be solid enough when you have Pronger and Larry Murphy to kind of carry everything for you. Um, and the other thing is that they have a they have three goalies actually, so they're really strong in net. And uh, Ron, T- Ron Tugnut is their elite starting goaltender, sitting at a ninety-one overall. So also like style points for the name. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think there's a I think if you look at the top end for every part of their team, they they definitely have elite talent. So that's why um you know Peterborough made it in my uh, my top five. Yeah, I had them in my top 10 as well. They got cut for me because of the defensive issues, to be honest. And as much as I, I do like Ron Tugnut, I do think they'll be relying on a lot anytime we don't see that top D pair on the ice because you don't have a lot of speed. You don't have a lot of like mobility out of your own end. You have a lot of good defense on that back end at the lower overalls. But I did also write down, I think I'm most intrigued by this third line in the entirety of all like every combination, I think this is my favorite third line because I think really like Jordan Stahl's two-way game, I think Mason McTavish there could be really sneaky and then Zach Cassian forechecking, blowing people up, protecting McTavish, whatever. I think it could be really sneaky good, but I also could see it going really poorly. So that's part of, like, again, they were part of my coin flip about whether or not they make it further. And because of that line, I was like, I don't know I can push through. Little little interesting tidbit: This team missed out on Bob Gainey by a season. That would have made a major difference. Do any other? Can you, can you imagine the center depth if they had Gainey too? Oh my god, that's broken. I yeah. like I like Peterborough a lot. I had them at two. Um, oh wow! So yeah. I. I it, I had them quite a bit higher than both of you, um, but I uh, I I'm I'm just I'm just trusting in that top pair on defense to to do its job, and then that the second pair is is solid. K 
can can contribute minutes uh should be good in their own end uh and then i i just love their forwards i think that the the forward core is so strong uh i think that 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 makes them in my in my eyes the second best team in the league so i guess now Stu, you and i should talk about our differences so i'm going to talk about saginaw who i have at number two okay Neither of you guys had on your list, right? Yep. Which is really interesting to me, because... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I love their top line. Steve Larmer, Vincent Trocek, Mike Gardner. I think it's one of the best two-lay lines we've seen. So when they're going up against Sue, I think this might be the line to face them, if I'm being honest. The other part I like about it is Michael Miza is a 15-year-old playing on their second line who can get better throughout the season. And because of where he's playing and how insulated he is, I think he can do it. The bottom six is really physical and really defensive and I think can wear you down like crazy. And then the Hatcher brothers, I think, can do do really well. But then behind that, I think they have the best depth that we've seen on D with having Montador and Alexiak as their bottom pair. And Alexiak can be really sneaky good defensively. Brody should be really good. And actually, they're tied for the best goaltender with Bob Rose. How do you say this, Stu? Braze. Braze. And then they also have Alex Ald backing them up. So they do two starters because Alex Ald's at an 86. So I do think Saginaw's good, but the other part is they can get better. Well, one of the teams that going back over that I realized I kind of didn't give as much love as perhaps I should have. So here's here's their honorable mention is that uh, the Sudbury Wolves. So I had a reason against them, but you give your reason why, like say why they were good, and then I will say my reasons against it. Sure. So the reason that they get my 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 honorable mention is they have a a solid forward core built around um a pair, built around Dale Dale Hunter I believe is their top center um and just a a good center depth good yep. forwards they don't necessarily have a star they have three maybe <laughs> that's true they do have two three Felinos <laughs> Mike Nick and Marcus hanging around uh and then they've got a really solid d core randy carlisle uh jeff brown um mark stall akim Eliu, jamie key randy hillier uh but then in net they have mike smith at a 91 and steve valiquette at a 90 so they're very well equipped to uh switch goalies and not have to worry about anything whereas a lot of teams in the league they're uh they're a, a decent amount of teams in the league where they're struggling to find a one goalie. So that's why I think that Sudbury deserves at least an honorable mention in this conversation about top teams in the league. So I'm not taking them out of that conversation because they were on my, my top ten. So but the reason why I didn't take them was Akeem Aliu is the main one. Other than you mentioned it, no real upfront star, but I do I did agree. The depth's nice. Good defensive-ish, but Akeem Aliu. Do you remember why he's an eighty-six, Stu? And why he like like yeah? Do you remember why he's an eighty-six? I do. It was I forget how many games, but it was a very small sample size. Games. It was a Three goal. Points. It 
It was three points in two games, wasn't it? <laughs> and then it was also like 12 penalty minutes and like eight hits or something like that. So he went off in these couple of games or whatever. So we were able to take that as his point base. But his durability is a 36, so he should be out of the lineup all the time. And I think that puts a big hole on their D, and they don't have anyone to back it up at all. So I think that could be a, a rough spot for them because they don't, like we talked about it, they have a good decor, but not a great one. You take him out for a 56 or what is it, 60 something that they have as their extra, like a 63, 59, something like that. Yeah, That's it, it's not great. That's tough. Yeah, so that that was that's, that was I, I had to sit. That's the same exact reason why um, the ESF variables didn't make my top five because of that. I, I, I think all around they're they're a really good team, but like I just didn't think they have the depth. They they don't have the defensive depth, and that, I think that's really key, especially when you take a Kimelu out of out of your um, your your top four. That that really will hurt them. And um, yeah, but they they have a couple four. It's just to I guess. Talk about that really quickly. They have a couple forwards just in case they have injuries, just to fill in for the bottom six. But anything more than that, I think I think you're really looking at um, some issues for for Sudbury. All right, on to bottom fives. Uh, I would love to start with my bottom five here. All right, the (laughs) Mississauga Steelheads, the Niagara Ice Dogs. North this- Bay Battalion, Detroit Compuware Ambassadors, and the Belleville Bulls round out my top five. I feel bad for you, uh, Mississauga slash North Bay slash Niagara uh, hockey fans. It's been rough. Hope hopefully there are better days ahead. <laughs> so was that in order, Stu? Yeah. So who is your Mrs. your worst? Mississauga is is my pick for worst team in the league. Okay. Evan, do you want to give your bottom five? Yeah. And then I'll Yeah, yeah. So uh uh starting from the worst team in the league, I have uh the uh Brampton North Bay Battalion, followed by the Mississauga Steelheads. Third worst team being the Sarnius thing, actually. So I'm that I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that because um, that's kind of an interesting one. And then uh, fourth, the uh, Niagara Falls Ice Dogs, and then uh, fifth worst, the Belleville Bulldogs. So I I think I kind of actually have like the the weave between between both your lists. So I have Brampton at one, Miss at two, Niagara at three, Sarnia at four, Detroit at five. Belleville was my honorable mention, or dishonorable mention. <laughs> well, I guess they're honorable because they just missed being in the bottom five. Yeah, is that that's something honorable? <laughs> just missed being in the bottom five. Well, it's one it's one season, so you can't tank for a draft pick. That's true. So, Stu, do you want to give your reasoning for for why these are your bottom teams? And then we'll my my reasoning beyond they suck. Well, like you mean, brutal. He's uh, for anyone that that has that lives in these towns and this is their local OHL team. Man, they're gonna be sharpening their their pitchforks and knives for you, Stu. Be careful what you say. Rafi Torres might come find you. 
<laughs> oh boy, yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with the Brampton Battalion, um, who are very, very scary. Just not when it comes to wins. Um, they. I'm trying to pull them up here. I feel bad um, for Burns, man. You have him on your top pair, and then you have Ty Nelson as the guy below him. Yeah, that's your D depth. It's uh, it drops to Ty Nelson on the right side. Their centers: Matthew Shane, Jay McClement, Nick Paul, uh, Sam Carrick. Great. Rafi Torres is going to be playing on their third line. Great. Barkley Goodrell on their second line. They have no winger depth at all. So this is literally Matt Duchesne. This is Brent Burns against the world because their goaltending is also not great with Brian Finley and Tim McCullen. Yeah, I think it's Tim. Or is it Tom? It might be Tom, but anyway. Tom McCullen. Regardless. So... Stu, is that essentially what you were going to say about them? That essentially sums it up. They don't have all that much in terms of offensive talent that scare you. <laughs> um, other My than This specifically said, <clears throat> Matt Duchesne has to win MVP, Burns has to win Norris, and they have to hope that uh, Sue St. Marie just get moved on to a different league. <laughs> so and then um no, 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 hold on, hold on. so what i'm saying is we got a chance <laughs> if you're north bay <laughs> yeah shout out to the north bay fans out there who are hearing this like it must have been fun to watch matthew shane and burns especially since i think burns played as a defenseman then so that would have been a lot of fun but i feel bad for some of the other times you've had here yeah. So, do we want to talk about Mississauga now? What their issue is here? Yes, dude. You want to leave? Sure. Okay. Just give me a second to pull up their roster. You want me to go first with my notes then, or? Sure. Go ahead. They have a seventy-nine Cal Clutterbuck. But not not bad. He's not a bad player on their top line. They're a very physical team, but Owen Tippett's gonna have to score sixty. They have no decor, and. They're going to have to rely on the Lord and Savior, Peter Budai, to win MVP and just be Carey Price. Hey, no, he has to be Bruins killer Peter Budai every single game. Yeah. So, Owen Tippett, Peter Budai, good luck. They do have an exceptional player in Sean Day, but... uh... Unfortunately, he's uh, being exceptional on the third pair at a 76 with Ethan Del Mastro. So uh, they're in for a rough ride in Mississauga. Should we uh, flip over to the other um, formerly Mississauga? You know Niagara? Yeah, go ahead. Niagara Ice Dogs? The Niagara Ice Dogs? Yep. Yeah. So I had them number three. Stu, you had them at three? I also had them. Or sorry, I had Niagara at two. You had Niagara at two. I had them at uh, fourth worst, actually, surprisingly. So for them, it's just, I don't mind their team. Just, there's no oomph. Like, ever, again, I feel like this is one of those teams where you, you look at it and you go, 
compared to the rest of the league, if you moved every line down one and then you gave them a real top line, their forward core would be okay, right? But Carter Verhage, Andrew Shaw, Philip Tomasito as your second line? Kind of rough. What I do like is they have Alex Petrangelo, Kyle Quincy, Vince Dunn, Dougie Hamilton as their top four, but then it goes to David Jesus, so they're going to have to rely on D John Jesus as their lord and savior, and uh, Dion, I don't know how to say his name, someone want to help me out here? Dion Cicio? Dionisio. Dionisio? Yeah, Dionisio. And in that, they're relying on Jeremy Smith, and their backup is a 59, Rosen Zedwig. I apologize if I, if you hear me saying your name wrong, I just honestly have never heard of you prior to doing this, this project. That is uh, U.S. Olympian Jeremy Smith? Yes. No. Sorry. Chinese Olympian. Come on, Stu, get your facts right. Because although he is an American, he played for Team China uh, after playing with Kunlun Red Star. Fun story about him, but unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be enough out of 79 to, to carry this team. Anytime they put in their backup goalie, they should let in seven. All right, I'm... Their top four is okay, their bottom six is terrible. All right, wait, hold on, hold on, Riley. How much do you want to bet that Jeremy Smith is going to, if he puts up, or I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet you that he can put up. I'll give you here. I'll I'll offer to you. How about that? Okay, go ahead. You get two to one odds on a over under of a nine oh five. Oh, I was gonna I, I was gonna bet that somehow he he can pull off over over nine hundred somehow. So I'm giving you two to one on over a nine oh five. Okay, I don't know about it at a nine oh five, but I was gonna say over nine hundred. But just for the sake of for the sake of this, I'm gonna say he he does it. I'm gonna say he he, he can do it. You say he does yeah, it? Yeah, I'm gonna say he he can do it. Come on, let's go. Stu, are you betting against or am I taking the against? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna take the you're against. You're betting me. You're on this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my countrymen here. Okay, please. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, then uh, what 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 do you want to put on this on this one? How much fake currency do you want to put up for our... <laughs> fake for, currency. For, for, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put up... How many invisible... So I forgot to mention this earlier, but throughout, we're going to be putting random bets onto either some of the games that we'll be watching, uh, onto maybe even some, like, uh, we'll bet against who we think will win Norris, who will win Vesna, maybe we'll do who will win the cup, stuff like that. And we're going to keep... Uh, we're going to keep... prop bets on uh, Jeremy Smith's save percentage. Exactly. So we're gonna be we're gonna be having those bets going on between us, and we're gonna be we'll we'll disclose who's in the red, who's in the black by the end. So Evan, how much fake currency are you putting on the line here? I'm putting uh, uh I guess five fake dollars on this and uh, and two pucks, I guess. All right, you put five bucks on it, so that means you have the opportunity to win ten. All right, let's do it. Let's do it, boys. We'll start small. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna raise some uh, the amount for other things later. Yeah. So then, Evan, you and I both had Sarnia. 
Uh, you want to start us off saying why why you don't like Sarnia? Yeah. So okay. So at initial glance, you might think I'm crazy or we're crazy for for putting Sarnia, um, you know, in our bottom five when they have a. Uh, you know, they're, they're top three centers of Steven Stamkos, 94 overall, Doug Gilmer, 92 overall, and uh, Pavel Zaka at an 85 overall. I mean, that's pretty good. But other than that, it re- okay, okay, well, give some credit to Jordan Kyra and o- o- Owen Nolan, right? Their forward, their forward core is actually kind of good. Um, but besides those guys, the rest of their forward core, I just, I really don't believe in. Um, yes, I don't believe in Nail Yakupov, so Nail Yakupov fans are going to come from my head now. Um. Yeah, and other than that, I think you know. I mean, they're just gonna injure everyone because they're 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 uh their fourth line has Matt Martin and Daniel Crisillo, so just really be scared and watch out for that. And um, you know, their top pair is pretty good. They got Matthew Snyder and Jacob Jetrand at eighty-seven overalls, but beyond that, it's just it's really really bad because their second pair are both seventy-nines, and then their third pair is a fifty-eight and a sixty-three. So they're gonna get lit up. Um, especially because their starting goalie is a 78 overall, and then they have Benjamin Goudreau as the backup, who's a 65 overall. Um, so it's really not looking great. Sorry? Sharks prospect, Benjamin Goudreau. Yeah, but Sharks prospect, Benjamin Goudreau got lit up at the World Juniors this year, too. And his... Um, Tournament. He got one game. Okay, that's fair, but his his, uh, his junior numbers aren't great at that, too. He's not career defined yet. I don't. I don't necessarily think he's going to turn out necessarily either. But his his career is not defined yet. Yeah, yeah. I look. I'm not okay. I'm not even going to go as far as to say the career thing, right? But I'm just saying, so far, based on what I've seen, um, you know, he has he has work he has to do. But you know, just for the purposes of the sim and his overall, not really helping his team out too much. Yeah. So my notes on Sarnia was Yakupov on the top line, and then no goalie, no number one D. And uh, good luck, rest in peace, Stammer and Killer. Yeah. You know what this team reminds me of, Riley? What's that? You know when Dallas had no goaltending, but they could score like five goals a game? That's literally what this Sarnia team reminds me of. You know when like they had the legendary goaltending duo of Antti Niemi and Kari Lettinen? Just be blessed by that. Do you remember that rotating starting goaltender performance in the playoffs that carousel that somehow got them to the second round which baffles me to this day but this is what literally yeah, this 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 is what this sarnia team reminds me of that dallas that old dallas team that could score like a bajillion goals but would also concede a bajillion goals so um yeah good luck to them i don't think they're gonna be putting up as many as you think but I can see where you're coming from with their style of play, at least. Yeah, they're going to have to run and gun this because they're, they're, they have really no depth to be completely off. Anything to say on Sarnia? Doug Gilmore and Owen Nolan are going to turn Nikolai Goldobin into an all-star. I like that take. Uh, what, all right, you want to put money all on right, that? I'm, 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 I'm putting, yeah, Stu, do you want to put money on that? Goldobin all-star. All right, you know what? Wait, Stu. What am I, what kind of odds what kind of odds do, kind of do I get here? First of all, you know, they, they, the game doesn't give us all stars, so we this have to be like all star is. This would be like what plus three thousand? Fifty plus points. That's an all star. I'll go. I'll go. Um, sixty. Sixty plus. I think sixty plus is fair. All right, sixty plus. 
Uh, Evan, what kind of odds are you giving them? Oh. Uh, let's go. Well, because he's a 77 overall, so it's actually really interesting. I'm going to go 4 to 1. So 4 to 1. Stu, how much money are you putting in? I will put 20 fake dollars down here. 20 fake dollars. So Stu has the potential to win. What's that? That would be 80 to 80 yep. bucks? I'm gonna, Not bad. I'm going to throw 17 on this one. Oh, it's... Wait, sorry. Okay, so you're betting against me on that one? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on. I'm on Stu's side. I I, I think that gold oh, can do this. You're both betting against me. Yeah, okay, just because cool. I think this is hilarious. All right, I'm in for that. I'll I'll take that. I'll take your money on that. I thought you two were betting with each other, but I will take. No, no, no. So I'm gonna throw seventeen dollars into this. So seventeen times four is forty. Yeah. So, so. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it for one odds, even though you set them yourself. But yeah. I'll go to it. Okay. All right. All right, it. Stu, we're going to win this. That'll be fun. So, Stu, did you have anything else to say on Sarnia, or...? Uh, no, I just... I, I I like the combination of Stamkos, Gilmore, Kairou, Nolan in their top six, and I think that, that that sort of kept them out of the bottom five for me. All right. Uh, you, Who did you have at number four, then, Stu? Uh, the Detroit CompuWare Ambassadors, my good sir. I had it four. So that's who I had at at five. Do you want me to do my breakdown for them, or do you want to go first? Sure, you got it. <laughs> so I said, okay, top nine. Top pair should really be a second pair. The rest of the D suck. Nettie will be in a rubber factory. It's nothing new for him. Nope. For the record, Nettie being uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, just to clear that up. But yeah, their top nine's okay. With their top line being JT Miller, David Leguan, and Justin Williams. Then they have Tom Wilson, Ryan Hartman, James Neal, Sonny Milano, uh, Harvey, Peak, and then Dunk, uh, even Drunken, or yeah, Drunken and Thorburn isn't a bad, like two fourth line guys to have. That's just kind of where it falls off for me because they don't have a backup goalie. Nettie is their starter and he's going to be facing a lot of shots. He's not a great starter himself. But I don't mind their top six. Hartman shouldn't win a ton of draws. He's not really much of a center. So maybe if they were to put Miller to the second line, it could be a little bit better. But even then, I just don't think they have the pieces to compete in this league, especially on the back end. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I did not. I mean, they they weren't in my bottom five. I could definitely see what you guys are saying, though, but they weren't in my bottom five. Any person or reason that it pushed out? Um, I I just thought that as much as we were bashing some of the defensive depth of like these other teams that were like at least on my list worse, um, this team like while it was rough and, and and bad, like I could live with the fact that or like, relative to the other bad teams that they uh, at Detroit had um what was it their lowest overall guy was a seventy four so like that's like AHL equivalent versus like some of these other teams had like and that's on their third pair. Some of these other teams are like 59s and 63s, right? So I think 74 compared to a 63, I'll take all day. I think that's a big difference. AHL versus a junior player, big differences there. So not saying they're amazing, but I'm saying at least I think they're 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 a cut above these other teams. For sure, Stu, do you have anything to add on on Detroit? Nope, I think you guys you guys covered it. 
uh, pretty well. And I like like you, I don't have a ton of faith in the goaltending tandem of uh, Nadelkovich and uh, Michael Norger. So, Evan, you had Belleville, right, for your number five? Yeah, that's correct. I had them as my could be just out or could be like as my dishonorable mention is mentioned. Right. But you go. OK, starting. I mean, I just think that overall, when you look at Belleville, starting with their forward group, I just I just think it's like the bottom six is really not going to do much for them. I mean, maybe Matt Bolesky might say uh, uh, otherwise to me. Um but uh, it's okay. I think he'll just repeat what he did in Boston after he signed there. So um, because his line mates aren't great, so that that's really the reason why. Less on the, less about the player, more about his teammates. Um, but the the main guy that they're literally going to have to uh, rely on is uh, Jonathan Cheech, who's a ninety one overall. So I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll put up some decent totals. But I think everyone else is really going to weigh him down. Hey, he's still playing with Thornton. Scott Thornton. Yeah, well, Scott Thornton, <laughs> just to clarify for our listeners, not 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 Joe Thornton. I'm Scott Thornton. Oh, <laughs> maybe I should move them to my list. Uh, you got the wrong cousin. Yeah, there. and then uh, uh, Wellwood, who's an 83, and then they have Matt Stajan, who's an 84. And beyond that, after, you got two 76s in your bottom six, which is really not going to do much for you. And yeah, I don't know. Just the Ford, the Ford group is really weak overall when you look at it. I mean, literally, they have, I would say, bottom six guys. They have like literally third liners comprising five out of six of their their top six, and then Jonathan is the only elite player that they have at forward, and then it's uh, PK Subban that's going to carry this uh, this defense. Although I will say this PK Subban Marty McSorley pair is beautiful and it warms my heart. Right. And the, the fact that we uh, the, this, the poor oh my god poor Jordan Subban who's seventy three is getting to play with a sixty one overall Charlax. So that's um. Yeah, he's gonna. I expect that 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 pair to basically be like minus thirty eight or something, like something really bad, to be honest. And uh, this defense, this defense doesn't scare you, but it should scare you with Marty exactly. McSorley and Brian Marchman. Exactly. Marchman's. Um, and then just the, but they do also. Yeah, it's gonna say they do a Philip Grubauer, Malcolm Subban, which isn't the worst tandem we've seen by a long no, shot. No, def- definitely not. But I think. I think just the overall weakness and the depth of the team is really going to hurt them. So, I mean, I think perhaps the, the I think their their goaltenders are going to keep them in these games, but I think just because of the 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 overall lack of of quality depth throughout the team, I think that's going really going to like hurt them in the end. And yeah, I think eventually at some point the the goaltender is going to only do so much, right? So, I mean, if the goaltender's doing enough, Subban wins Norris, and Chichu's having a good chug away point season. They could be a good team. I could see that. But you're right. My, their chances with their depth, it's tough to make yeah, that call. exactly. So I had one team that I'm going to put out there that I think could be an either. And I want to hear both your takes okay. on this. I'm not going to explain my reasoning. I'm just going to give okay. the name. The Erie Otters. Erie Otters. Oh, that's a fun team. It's a fun team. And I think you can make either of these two lists by the end of the year. Either bottom five or top oh. five. So it is... Stu, do you want to give your take on why you think that they either could make both or disagree with me that you don't think they will or that they're not going to be that volatile? Give me a second. I'm trying to find their lineup. Um, where is you have Obviously, they have Connor McDavid, so that uh, is a huge aspect in them being a swing team because if Connor McDavid goes God mode, then his team could be really, really darn good. 
yeah. but if Connor Bedard, or, sorry, if Connor McDavid uh, goes God mode and the rest of his team doesn't do anything, they could be in big trouble. He does have Alistair Cord on his wing, Alex Brinkout on his wing. And then the second one does have Andre Burkowski, Ryan O'Reilly, Connor Brown, Mason Marchman, Primo, Boys as their third line. And then Bob Probert, love it. Dylan Strome, okay, a little bit of offense there. And Mike Rupp, ouch. And then on D, it's not the strongest, but Drysdale is on it on their second pair behind Pelican and Cernak. It goes Dermot and Drysdale. A lot of D's in there. Dermot Drysdale, that's fun to say. That'd be really fun as a commentator, on a side note. Um, but Drysdale has the potential to pop off because he's young. He has quite a bit of like offensive capabilities, but we don't really know necessarily at an 83. So he could go off. He could do terribly. So, and I don't think the rest of their decor is going to give them too many points. And then the real issue is their goaltendings, Oscar Dansk and Lalonde. And that's where I think the wheels could fall off. So... They could, I think they could be a top five. They could win the whole thing, but they could also lose in the first round. Well, I think it's good. They're going to live and die by that, 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 that adage of like, uh, goaltending is voodoo, you know? For sure. Because whether so, it's actor or not, does, essentially, I think that's really going to be it. Does anyone have a way too early award they want to shout out? Let you guys go first on that one. Stu? Sure. Uh, my way too early, uh, most valuable player. I initially slotted Eric Lundros in here, um, just because I thought that sort of I thought that he would he'd be one of those guys that he's not Gretzky, uh, he's not Connor McDavid, but he's a, obviously a big franchise center uh, who could who could who has some potential to dominate. But I'm gonna swap my pick, and I'm gonna go to Steve Eiserman. Just because I love, love, love Peterborough's top six, and I think that Iserman, with his mix of playmaking and scoring ability, should be able to easily slot somewhere in the 110-point range, maybe, uh, which I think probably gives him a good shot at uh, being an MVP. Did you have any other awards? Uh, that's the only one I had uh, initially. I'll also go... Um, Hmm. And we will be updating uh, our, our thoughts on who will win these as we go throughout. But these are just our way too earlys. I'll be I'll be boring and dumb and say John Gibson uh, for uh, the goaltender of the year, the Vesna. All right, I got that's my po- my possible safe Vesna pick. As I as as I say, uh, goaltending is a huge mess that nobody knows what's going to happen. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Um... To, I'm gonna go with Rick Nash to win the Rocket. He did That's it in the one. NHL like already that. before. I'm gonna he's he's gonna do it again. I mean, literally anyone can feed him the puck on that board court. It's amazing. That's true. And he has Not John wrong. Carlson on the power play too to feed him the puck. I like that one. I mean, I'll I'll take I'll take getting dishes from uh, Patrick Kane, Mitch Marner, you know Matthew Kachuk, Robert Tom. I just go down the line. I mean, it's incredible. So many good players on that team. Any other awards you had, or um, oh, uh, I guess uh, Paul Coffey for the uh, for the Norris and playing with Adam Foot. I think Adam Foot can just lock things down defensively, and uh, Paul Coffey can just go off and do uh, you know what he's known for. Bit of a safe pick. <laughs> a yeah, safe you know pick. what? 
probably the best defense, probably the best defenseman in the league, winning the best defense. He's in actually the league. not. Chris Pronger's rated at, at uh, I think, at the highest overall. Yeah, true. I think also like yeah, another guy that could win it that wouldn't surprise me, but that may surprise our listeners is that Drew Doughty sitting pretty at a ninety-five overall. <laughs> so don't uh, don't count him out either. You never know what you could see. So my way too earlys are for Norris. I have Doug Wilson because I think he has the firepower to just rip shots, clap bombs all day, and uh, he's a decent partner, doesn't he? In um, Ottawa, he's playing with uh, with Boynton. Boynton. So I think he can get propped up a little bit there. He's going to get a ton of ice time because they don't have a ton of depth, so I'm hoping that helps. Uh, my next one up would be way too early. That's going to be Oscar Dansk. I love it. It's sinker for this team, and I think if they're swimming, Dansk is going to win games, and at the end of the day, the GMs vote for the goalie that wins games. My way too early MVP was also Stevie Y. Ditto to everything Stu said. And my way too early rocket, Jonathan Chichu. Similar reasons to why I kind of think Doug Wilson in that they have to rely on Jonathan Chichu, so he should be taking every shot for this team that they have on net. Like, I don't care if he's on the bench. He should still be having the shots for their their line that's out there. I don't care if that's too many men. That's how they should be trying to play. So I think that could help propel him to a rocket. And if anyone wants to take a bet with me on Chichu winning the rocket, I'm in. I what I was gonna say is I if Riley if you want to go on on this and Stu I'm gonna just let you play spoiler but Riley do you want to go on with me on like betting on the Oscar dance winning the Vesna because I think it's that would just be fantastic. So you and I are both gonna bet for exactly him to just win? like how Stu and I are betting for Nikolai Goldovin to be an All Star. Stu, are you in for this? Sure, I will bet against Oscar Dance being okay. the winner. Dude, do you want to set the odds? <laughs> Just set your odds. Oh, do I get to set my own odds? No, Stu, okay, yeah, set it. the odds. I'll say one day. I'll say one. I'll say it pays one to eight. One to eight. All right, Evan, you want to say what you're I'll putting you down go first? I'm gonna put like sixty bucks on that. I love it. You know what? I'll put sixty then. If you're if you're putting sixty, I'll put sixty. All right, sounds good. We got ourselves another bet. On Vesna odds for Oscar Dansk. So no one wants to bet against me on Chichu? You know what? I'll bet against you, but I'll bet with Rick Nash against you. Okay, and what, what do you mean by that? Like, So I think Rick Nash wins it, and... Okay, wait, hold on. We have to figure out, like, how we're going to do this. Or, you know what? No, no, it could just yeah, be, like, so, either or. Okay. If I win, I, I, I win this amount. If you win, you win that amount. So let's just get to an amount that we agree on. And then if if neither win, what happens? That money is just yeah. null and void. So like, yeah. It's, so you could okay. technically only have anything to gain. Technically, I'd say like two hundred. Right, let's do probably. it. I'm, done. I'm down. So Chichu Rick versus Nash. Rick Nash. Better not be down for Rocket. And then it's just two hundred for the winner. Exactly. Void if neither. There you go. Yeah. There you Perfect. go. Beautiful. Well. I think that about wraps up our discussion for today. I, I guess the main thing is just stay tuned. We're hoping to get some episodes out. We'll be doing a, probably a Christmas check-in where we'll maybe revisit our top five lists, our bottom five lists, check in on how our bets are looking. And uh, 
thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, from Riley, have yourselves uh, a chill time. Evan? Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for listening, guys, as always. And um, let us know uh, who you think are the... Uh, uh, who, who might uh, disappoint or who might... Um, I guess overachieve amongst the teams that, that we listed. So do feel free to uh, send us an email, reach out to us. Cause we'd love to, uh, you know, chat with you guys. Stu. Yeah. I just uh, happy to be back and, uh, and really enjoying getting into this, um, this, uh, this project with the boys. Uh, hopefully you're, uh, you're an OHL fan who's, who's got a favorite team in the, in the race or, if you don't have a, an OHL team already, maybe you can find uh, a team to cheer for here as we uh, advance towards the season.